0: Let's cut through the mainstream financial advice out there. This is your quick financial tip from your rich uncle. Hey folks, it's your rich uncle here. Today we're going to be going over savings account rates in big banks and credit unions. I was kind of poking around the internet, seeing what the rates were, and it kind of upset me a little bit, seeing how dismal these rates are. I mean, really, what are you going to do at 0.002% in a, in a checking account? We're going to be talking about different options, infinite banking and rewards checking accounts. We're going to be touching upon trade lines a little bit, but enjoy the video. All right. Hey, folks, this is your rich uncle here. We're going to be talking about bank rates here, um, putting your money while you're not putting it into an investment so it just doesn't grow at a turtle's pace so i i don't know about you guys but i always get these like mailers in the mail every single llc i get gets one of these stupid things um i'm sure all you guys get the same thing and it usually has some kind of thing on the left side where it says 10 times higher than the national savings rate interest rate and I think the national interest rate average is like 0.015 or something like that, which is not 1.5%, but like a 10th of that. If you move the Dessa point over, or maybe it's a hundredth of that. It's basically nothing. It's, it's a, it's a laughing stock. And this is kind of a rant that I'm going to be doing today, kind of going over and showing you what is I've been seeing out there in the marketplace. Um, I'm going to be showing you my screen share here, and we'll we'll go over this. So here, what you're seeing is, you know, some of the levels of the checking account and savings accounts, the savings account rates are a little bit better for this particular bank, which is kind of typical of the big, large banks out there, where it is a 0.02%. That is, maybe I can't say on this YouTube channel, but nonsense, I mean, let's just face it, it's not even a freaking percent. I use a bank account out there that, you know, used to give me 1%. I think today with low interest rates, it's about a half a percent in there. Stay away from banks is kind of the first tip here. Banks, especially the big national ones, they don't really have too much competition. And just just crummy savings rate. Um, here I have a more a credit union A credit unions tend to be a little bit better they still have instead of fdic insured they're insured through another mechanism through the federal government um, of the quarter of a million dollars the interest the interest rates on these and the loan terms tend to be a little bit better than the large banks i think there's like a credit union day um somewhere out there where you're supposed to change over because it's kind of one of those like psa things like Dude, don't get a big bank, go with a credit union. But even if you look at these rates, they suck too, right? Sure, they're 10 times higher than the regular bank, but they still suck, right? They're less than like half a percent. And in investing, you know, normal investment ranges, except in the crypto world, which to me is all over the place. And I don't like to do it due to the volatility. Normal investments, especially in the real estate world, and from like 5, 10 to about 30% is kind of your range, your window. Um, of course, you shouldn't be putting your money into the bank as a long term savings. But as you start to compile money to buy larger investments, such as a house that costs $100,000, we're going to put a 20% down payment. You're going to need to save 20, $25,000. Now, for some of the folks out there, you guys are able to save that in a few months or a month. But for most people, it may take over a year to save up. And this is where I'm saying, well, to put the money into a credit union is the alternative. But here's your rich uncle here. This is what the wealthy do. The wealthy use infinite banking or a whole life overfunded insurance policy to effectively bank from themselves cut out all these silly banks and credit unions and invest in and put your money into a container where you kind of control the mechanism is through life insurance and if you guys google all the stuff on whole life overfunded insurance you'll probably find a lot of stuff we're saying it's a scam but the big thing here is you have to configure it or find somebody to configure it in such a way where you can lower the the life insurance component because that's where all the commissions are coming out of and to maximize the paid up addition or the portion where you can overfund it. And this is how you're kind of creating a bank from yourself. More information about this go to simplepassacashflow.com slash banking. If you put in your email address, I know it's hard, you know, everybody's asking for your email address, you can get access to our free infinite banking e-course to kind of learn all about it, probably take you about an hour or two to kind of learn how to do this. But the result is what I do personally today. When I have a bunch of money, I don't put it into my checking or savings account. In fact, I only put enough there to pay my normal expenses, uh, maybe about 10 or $20,000 every month, just so I don't freak out um, on not having enough. But everything else, that I'm waiting to put into a large deal or syndication, private placement, or rental property, I'll put into my life insurance and it'll start to accumulate in terms of cash value. And when the money's in there, it's growing at a pretty decent rate. Um, You know, everybody kind of ranges, but about four or 5%. And the cool thing is because it's life insurance, hint, hint, that's the loophole. Because it's life insurance, it's tax, It has a different tax treatment, or in fact, it's not really taxed at all. And that's why we're using this life insurance component, because of the tax treatment and the fact that we can kind of take money out, like a HELOC, and put money back in. And again, you know, I mentioned a HELOC. Some of you guys know what that is. For you guys who don't, that's a home equity line of credit. Home equity line of credit is when the value of a house goes up, you have equity there you can draw upon it. But in this case, you have a life insurance policy and as you're funding it, the cash value goes up and it's also growing over time. It's, it's growing. And when that equity keeps going up and up, you can are able to take loans from yourself. So it, initially, when people start off, they're not super comfortable with this whole idea of owing themselves money and having to pay themselves a loan. But at some point. Your policy grows large enough where you can kind of float your balance somewhere in the middle. Some people are totally comfortable draining it out all the way, and that's what I kind of personally do. So when I have my my cash value in my life insurance policy, I can make be, make payments to myself and accumulate it, and also get the interest rate, which is, you know, probably about ten times better than what a credit union is giving you, and. 10 times, maybe about five times better than what I'm personally getting in my secret savings account, which by the way, if you guys check out my other videos and other come to the website, you think you'll figure out what those secret savings accounts are. But you know, it's still not as good as banking from yourself through this whole life overfunded or using this infinite banking concept from yourself. Um, So I put money in it grows tax-free and accumulates higher. But when I need the money to pay bills or go into an investment, I take a loan from myself. And sure, my money doesn't grow at that point because it's not in there. And I have to pay a loan back to myself. But this is just a mindset thing, right? People have, people, I think the problem and the mission between our channels, we're trying to dispel a lot of these bad money myths and things that we've kind of grown accustomed to where it's not necessarily bad to go into debt, especially if it's a good interest rate and if you can take that money and grow it elsewhere at a much higher rate, there's just an arbitrage. This is what companies do, this is what governments do, but this is not what the poor and the middle class do. But this is what your rich uncle does and this is what the high net worth people do out there. They float their balance in their infinite banking, whole life as a cash value, take a loan from themselves and effectively bank from themselves, and don't really care about your money sitting there because it's growing decently. Sure, it's not growing at an investment grade pace, but it's kind of still moving for you and you can kind of have this cash value balance there for you when you need it. If the infinite banking thing is totally new to you, and if you can tell, I get really excited when I talk about this and I can kind of talk in circles, um, trust me, it works. Go to simplepassacashflow.com banking, do the e-course there. But also check out this video here, um, because I know y'all are YouTube folks and fanatics, and check out that more of that in-depth video there. But trust me, guys, like your rich uncle, he's come a long way. I mean, back in the day, I would get a whole bunch of these credit cards, rack up a huge balance, and get a balance transfer and send a check to myself. <laughs> paying the, the 0% balance transfer fee and introductory 12, 24 months of no interest payments to float the balance as I made 6% in these magical rewards checking accounts. And this is back in 2010, 2015. As interest rates have kind of come down over the last decade, a lot of these rewards checking accounts have kind of gone um, a little bit lower, maybe in the one to 2% range. And, you know, a lot of those rewards checking accounts, if you Google that term, you'll find a lot of these out there. And for some of you, it may make sense, right? Because, you know, you don't have that much money and time isn't worth as much to you guys. But that's what I used to do back in the day. A lot of these rewards checking accounts, you have to do like 12 debit transactions. I was crazy. I didn't value my time back then. I had like three of these accounts and I had to do 36 transactions. I can remember back in the day when I was in Seattle, Washington, I would take like these three stupid debit cards, I would go to the gas station and pump my card for like 10 cents. And then I would get like a call on my cell phone where they're like, oh, we detect fraud and we're going to shut down your card. So I got smart and then I learned that if I do three transactions at a time, so I do nine and then I drive my butt over to the next gas station and then I realized I needed to like switch up which days I did it, um, as I'm freezing my butt off and I like trying to get you know pump 10 cent transactions to hit my 12th quarter of the month to get my higher interest rate on that rewards checking account. I don't do that stuff today. I stopped doing that stuff consciously a few years ago. But you know a lot of that, you know that guerrilla warfare, the hand-to-hand combat of saving your money, doing those kinds of things in the beginning is so important because i think the hardest part of building your wealth is in the beginning when your net worth is under a hundred thousand dollars it's a game of inches just like football is the more you can save the is means the more money you can put to investments and get on that escalator to climb your wealth once you get up to a certain point over a million couple million dollars net worth you stop doing a lot of these things, as money is more valuable than time. But right now, you might be watching this video under a quarter million dollars, maybe even under a million dollars, and you might still need to do these types of things to make more money to invest. Another good idea is check out our line e-course, simplepassivecashflow.com trade lines. Great way to make about five, $10,000 a year, renting out your authorized user slots. We'll do another video on that in the future. But you know, this, this whole thing about savings counts is all about like, what is the most passive way you can have your money grow for you? It doesn't need to be in Bitcoin. It doesn't need to be in a real estate development deal making huge returns. But what I see from most people is they have a large chunk of their money not doing jack, right? What if we can have some of that money making 1% or maybe 5% in an infinite banking type of arrangement? where they're using whole life overfunded insurance, then that's smart, right? At the end of the day, all your money needs to be working for you. And if you, if you've got like some, a lot of your stuff, not doing anything like just sitting in your home equity, sitting in savings accounts, not doing anything, that's what we need to work on first. And when I work with clients, that's what I'm usually looking out for. Where's the low hanging fruit first? Before we start to go on the uh, on the aggressive offensive end and finding investments, making our money work that way. So that's it, folks. Uh, We talked a lot about stuff today. We talked about infinite banking, savings account rates. um, Stay away from the big banks, go to credit unions and start to implement your infinite banking policy. We talked a little about, about trade lines. And we talked a little bit about for you guys getting started, you may have to do some of these pain in the butt types of things, or PETA as I call it, pain in the ass. If you want to see about all the other pain in the ass things I used to do back in the day, go to simplepaththecashflow.com slash PETA. But thanks for watching, share it with your friends. And also if you have any kind of things that you guys have found to save money, drop into the comments below. I'll put it up on my website, on that PETA website. And thanks for listening. Bye.